in the world is John Harper? Well, that's the question I want to answer today on this edition of the Extra Point Podcast. Welcome today. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm glad you've joined us for this episode. Today is Tuesday, March the 9th. I'm really glad you've uh, chosen to listen in. And I do want to answer the question, who in the world is John Harper? Because it relates to what we preached and what we learned from Philippians last Sunday. As you know, the Extra Point podcast is primarily about bringing extra insight, additional observation, further application to what we preached from the text the previous week. And since last week, we were in Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, which is the content of Paul's prayer for the Philippian church, which, by the way, to make this an even longer sentence, it's a prayer that they would love in a very sacrificial way and experience maturing behavior, which would lead to God getting you know, just maximum glory. This is Paul's prayer for a growing love that's rooted in discernment and knowledge and that leads to superior choices in behavior. Um, John Harper is an example of this. And so I want to bring you his story just briefly. I'll let you know it does come from the book, The Titanic's Last Hero. It's written by Moody Adams. You could probably find it online. It's not a well-known book nor is it a long book, but it's a beautiful collection of memoirs about John Harper from those who knew him, as well as a brief story about his life and how he died. He was a passenger on the Titanic. He was a preacher as well. And John Harper spent his very last moments sharing with people in those chilly waters the message of salvation. And here's how the story goes. Uh, It was obviously in 1912, the Titanic uh, struck an iceberg and began to sink, and John Harper knew that his life would soon end. And so for about two hours, he helped people get into lifeboats. Um, He did all he could to help other people save their life. And even um, as the book records, uh, two hours and some odd minutes after the ship finally sank, there was about 50 minutes where he was in the water floating and other folks were in the water as well and some clinging to boards. And in these moments, John Harper spent his last moments urging folks to trust Christ for for their salvation. And as I read this book, I was thinking, what a beautiful picture of someone making a deliberate superior choice about what's in the best interest of others. When he himself was drowning and trying to survive and trying to gasp for air and and catch his breath, he still thought of what the other person's need was and considered it more important. In fact, can I read you a couple of paragraphs from the book that describes the final 50 minutes of John Harper's life? This is put so beautifully, and I think it's a beautiful description, a very telling and uh, poignant portrait of someone who lived out Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Here's how Moody Adams writes this. This is page 25 in the book. This is speaking of the 50 minutes after the ship had sunk. This is well over two hours after it struck the iceberg. And so the people are floating in the water. Um, some of the lifeboats had taken off. They're just, it's, a, it's a horrendous scene. 
The author writes this, During those 50 minutes, a man clinging to a board drifted near John Harper. Harper, who was struggling in the water, cried, Are you saved? The answer returned, No. Harper shouted words from the Bible, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Before responding, the man then drifted into the darkness. Later, the current brought them back in sight of each other, and once more, the dying Harper shouted the question, Are you saved? Once again, he received the answer, No. And so Harper repeated the words of Acts 16.31 again, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. At that point, the drowning Harper released his hold in the icy waters, and he slipped into his watery grave. The man he sought to win put his faith in Jesus Christ. Here's how we know. Later, he was rescued by the SS Carpathia's lifeboats. In Hamilton, Ontario, this very survivor testified that he was John Harper's last convert. Harper's last convert was won by Harper's last words, which were Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Yes, there were many heroes on the, on the Titanic, but helping others as he drowned, John Harper was the last hero. I love that story, and the book itself explains more about it, even what happened in those waters to other people, uh, what other folks on the boat did to show their selfishness and not their selflessness. Uh, and then the remainder of the book is just a number of memoirs. I would encourage you, if you want to read about a man who lived out uh, the prayer of Philippians 1, 9 through 11, I would pick up the book, The Titanic's Last Hero. It's uh, pretty short, not long. It's very engaging. It's old, but I think you'll really like it. And it will motivate you, perhaps, and motivate me. It will help us think about when we're in the trenches of loving other people, how to make the discerning and sacrificial decision to put their needs in front of our own and to take action um, that will help them, that would love them, to put that into practice. And so this has just been a delightful book. I read it all a couple of weeks ago. I got it from one of the members of our church, in fact, and I just really enjoyed it. I'd encourage you to take a look at it as well. It's a beautiful example of someone who lived out Philippians 1, 9 through 11. His name is John Harper. So that is who John Harper is to answer the question at the beginning of the podcast. Um, just one other note about John Harper that I think is quite interesting. Uh, he was not intention. Uh, excuse me, he was not supposed to be on the Titanic. He was actually scheduled to be on another ship, but instead he um, switched and he went on the Titanic uh, because he was due to preach in Chicago's Moody Memorial Church. He had been there in 1911 and was now making a return trip to preach there. And uh, it was, of course, on this trip that the Titanic struck the iceberg and sank. Here's what I think is interesting. It mirrors something that happened in the book of Acts, apparently, when Mr. Harper announced that he was taking the Titanic instead of the other ship. Um, a man named Mr. Robert English stood up in a meeting and begged Harper not to make the trip to Chicago. English told Harper that he had been in prayer and had an ominous impression that disaster awaited him if he took the voyage. In fact, he even offered to pay for his ticket if he would delay it. Several others have attested to this fact uh, as history has unfolded. In fact, their names are like Willie Burns, who was at this Glasgow meeting, as well as 
uh, two of English's granddaughters who remember uh, this conversation. So this is not just a myth or a made-up after-the-fact story. Um, and, and this is very similar to what Paul went through when Agabus warned him about, about what awaited him in Jerusalem. And yet we find that when there is a commitment to sharing the news of Christ, which is in the best interest of those who've yet to hear it, even danger can't stop those who are committed uh, to loving people in that fashion. And so I just think it's a very interesting kind of, uh, I wouldn't say ironic, but just a, an intriguing aspect of his story that mirrors some things in the book of Acts. I'd encourage you again, pick up this book. It's called The Titanic's Last Hero. It'll tell you all about John Harper, a man that I feel really models and exemplifies um, an answer to the prayer of Philippians 1, 9 through 11.